Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another companion episode of Howl the Podcast. As usual, my name is Shannon Farrell, and I am one of the co-writers, co-directors here on Howl the Podcast. I am <laughs> I am joined today by my lovely co-host, Cheyenne Lynn, who is the creator, co-director, co-writer, head person. Hello, Cheyenne. All the things. Hey, Shannon, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, and for those of you who have not been listening in class, today is a Delta episode. We are joined today by Imani and Catherine, two of our Deltas. Hey. And uh, before we get into it, I'm going to explain a quick little history about the Delta Delta Omega Alpha sorority. There's she's our resident. She's our resident expert, guys. Back in the day, like a long time ago, uh, the kingdom of Arcadia is in ruins, and it's run by Orion, who later on becomes Orion the Hunter. But in order to become Orion the Hunter, he ends up making a deal with Artemis. If Artemis gifts him godlike powers, he will raise an army in her name and defeat his great enemy. Flash forward to the end of the battle, he defeats Cone, and the kin of o Orion continue to be the closest things that we have to gods on Earth. And through the years, his kin has adopted the Anglo-Saxon name Derricks. Sound familiar? It should. The family settles in London and they establish their kind of demon-slaying dynasty. Around the same time, our favorite founder, Gwen Talbot, is recruiting others to fight against monsters beasts of burdens, fallen angels. Gwen's best friend, Elsa, who is the great-granddaughter of a very famous demonologist and demon hunter, uh, form this uh, task force known as the DOA. Uh, they start classifying beasts such as loop guru, shifters, lycanthropes, hellhounds, and how best to hunt and kill them. Abigail and Hunter Derricks get married and have kids. Natalie, Ryan, and Houston in that order. That brings us to our current story today. As I said before, we are joined by two of our Deltas, Imani as Caroline and Catherine as Sonia. And now we're going to get into some questions. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. I want you to tell me about your characters. Okay, uh, so Caroline is 23. Uh, she is very into uh, her athleticism. She carries around a hockey stick. The hockey stick is her weapon of choice. Uh, and she is very loyal to a fault, um, specifically to Houston, um, because she just, she does not like Krista. Um, <laughs> and um, because of that, you know, Eve constantly has to kind of keep her in check, but uh, ultimately she's really just there to make sure that things run as smoothly as. Uh, okay, um, so Sonia is, a very, very strong person. Maybe I should like start more with like facts. Um, Sonia is also, uh, I would say probably like 22. Um, and she is sort of towards the end of her, her time at Talbot. Uh, but she has not necessarily put loads of time and effort into studies because as with all the Deltas, you know, their primary goal is really uh, kind of the sisterhood um, and everything going on there. Uh, Krista is Sonia's partner within the Delta. She and Sonia have an interesting relationship. Uh, <laughs> she is um, 
a very, very strong uh, leader, but also she's got a lot of insecurities. And so Sonia is there to cushion uh, Krista's uh, spikes that she guns out into the world. Um, I think Sonia has to do a lot of work um, in terms of ensuring that Krista uh, does not alienate people, but Krista still manages to do that. Um, but then Sonia also has to constantly figure out how is she dedicated to Krista primarily, or is it more about the, the actual end goal here, uh, which is fighting the good fight. Sonia, a lot of complicated feelings, but that's all the really interesting characters that have been written for this. So hopefully that kind of offers some insight into Sonia. It does. It, it totally does. I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of characters and everybody has their own history. Like everybody has, who were they before Talbot? What happened? How, how were they um, accepted into the DOA? What was that like? Um, was this something to the, uh, told to them by their family? Is this self-discovery? Those are all things that we can um, discover as, as writers as well. There's a lot of history to Talbot and that's really cool. Um, Catherine, You've, you've been with Howell for quite some time, uh, playing a different character. And uh, Imani, you are fresh, like we just found you. I've known you for some time, but it feels like you came onto this project like two days ago, even though it's been weeks at this point. But I'd love to know more about um, having these two different histories. Um, what drew you to the project? Um, and how are you viewing the project? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll go first. So honestly, it's been so interesting because I've never, I don't know, I kind of feel like this story is just so interesting as we continue to learn more about the characters and how they interact with each other. It's just very interesting to see where is this gonna go? Even playing the characters, it's very open-ended. I still am like, where is it gonna go? And I'm excited to see and to learn um, as it goes on. Um, and so what drew me to the project? I mean, I already know Shannon from previous and I always love working with Shannon. But aside from that, the project itself is just, I mean, this is super not really related, but. I was really, I was a Twilight person, I will admit it. Um, but I really enjoyed that whole thing and I loved the fantasy world of it all and falling into that. And so it's kind of nice to, you know, fall back into that a little bit and come back to when I was a kid and really enjoying that. Um, so that's been fun. And then it's also very different from what I do in my regular day to day. So it's nice to have that reprieve from all the serious stuff that I have to deal with constantly to just have fun and do this great story and learn about these characters. And also the cast is great meeting everybody and talking. It feels like this nice little family is being cultivated. And that's only for me being a part of the show for like a couple of weeks now. I can feel that energy. So it's exciting to see where that will go moving forward. Yeah. I love hearing shit like that. That my heart. Anyway, Kat, your answer. Yeah. Follow that. <laughs> oh no. Uh I hate it. Everyone's that no. Um uh, I, I no, I do not mean that at all. Yeah, no, I feel super lucky to uh still be a part of this project. As Shannon mentioned, I've been involved for um a few years now, which is really wild to think about. Like, I don't know. I mean, no one counts last year. 
uh, I feel like that year just kind of happened. Um, and it's like the, the non-year, you know what I mean? I first managed to get involved because I think as Cheyenne manages to do a lot when they meet people at, at conventions or volunteering or whatever, they recruit them. And so I was really lucky to come across Cheyenne <laughs> in that situation. We got to, ch to chatting and uh, we realized that we were both super into Luffy and sci-fi and fantasy. That's always been something that has excited me. And I've now recently also um, actually dived back into listening to um, fantasy audiobooks, which has just been so awesome. I'm actually listening to one that is chock full of werewolves. and Well, not exactly werewolves, wolf creatures. And it's very fun. Um, anyway, that for me is like the major attraction for a project like this. Um, I also always love any kind of female and queer representation. I feel like that's always just um, so needed and to be involved with femmes and women that are just super cool. And that's been a big thing for me as well. Um, the whole world that has been created by Cheyenne and that Shannon is an integral part of uh, has been really interesting for me and to see how the format of this whole um, project has continued to evolve um, is very invigorating and it's nice to have something to look forward to every weekend that feeds my creative juices which are fed in my nine to five job but uh, this is where my heart is so Again, I just feel very lucky and excited to, yeah, see how things continue to develop. Aww, oh. you guys. I feel lucky too. I always tell people <laughs> that Howell was the best drunken decision I ever made. <laughs> I said yes to this and I'm so happy I did. Now that you mention it, I do kind of just go around picking up people. Like I scream lesbian werewolf out to the world and um, all of these people come running. I'm just gonna get back to your characters because we have someone who has to be kept uh, essentially and another person who does the keeping. Um, where does your character sit in the Delta's organization as a whole? For me, for Sonia, she is Krista's second in command. As an individual part of Delta, she herself wouldn't necessarily be super high ranking or anything. I do think that she's got a very clear headed disposition. So she probably would have had quite a solid presence, even if it weren't for Krista. Krista, you know, she comes from a way more elite family than Sonia. I feel like Sonia is the kind of person who has a very quiet home life, like nothing big, nothing dramatic. But, you know, there's a little bit res of, of resentment there, I think. I feel like Sonia kind of wishes that her, her life was a little bit more dramatic so she could like, talk more about like, oh yeah, my parents suck. But she's like, no, you know, it's all fine. It's all good. So I think she's a very overall well-adjusted person who's been now fallen in with Krista, who's this very intriguing, dramatic individual who's got a lot of power uh, within the Deltas. So Sonia, as a result of that, wields a little bit of power herself. Um, but it's, again, I think it's more about keeping everyone on track as opposed to uh, establishing her own end goal or her own power dynamics, if that makes sense. No, that does. It interesting. Uh, Amani. Oh dear. No, I feel like I've like disagreed with the lore that's been created. <laughs> no, absolutely no. not. Um, unless Shannon's got a secret of Sonia's up her sleeve. Um, deltas no, no, are not. No. I, deltas are I, not really my domain. The word that I, 
keeps recurring in my head when I write Sonia is this stoic patience. You just have this patience in situations with people. And I think that's what Kristen needs. And more importantly, that's what the Deltas need. Because I think that there are a lot of other Deltas are, I mean, you're built to be on watch the whole time. Like watch your six, watch everything, right? But I think um, Sonia brings this amazing patience and this amazing zen. So you're correct. <laughs> uh, Amani, where do you think uh, Caroline sits within the this organization that is the Deltas? I actually think that Caroline is a smidgen below Sonia. I feel like because Sonia is much more level-headed, um, I think that Caroline falls a little bit lower in ranking just because as much as she has the best of intentions always, I think that she's still a little bit immature despite Sonia being in and around the same age younger. I think that she just wants to help so badly, but she's like falling over something and she's still like, it's fine. Like we're doing it. I'm helping. I'm trying to, you know, and because of that, she's just not the person you want to go to if you want things like, okay, this is what we're doing. Um, instead, she's very much like, she'll just keep talking about the thing that she wants to do or is like super excited about, almost like the way a child would like just continue to talk about this exciting thing that's happening instead of moving on. Um, I think, you know, that's very much where Caroline lives. Um, and because of that, that's why Eve has to keep her in line, um, just to keep her on track because Eve is much more level-headed, but in a soft, very gentle, like, okay, like, yes, okay. <laughs> and I think that's very much what Caroline needs. Ultimately, Caroline wants to be as level-headed as Sonia is, truthfully and honestly, but she just doesn't know how to do that because she's in this competitive, like, we're doing it, we're doing it, like, come on, let's go, kind of mode constantly. Um, whereas Sonia's like, we're doing it, but we're going to do it like this. Um, and so I in a strange way, there is this respect for Sonia that's completely separate of Sonia's relationship with Krista. Um, that's kind of understood amongst the group, even if it's not ever directly said. Eve is pretty much just trying to make sure that uh, Caroline never forgets that because I think sometimes Caroline's just like, doing too much. Eve's like, please, this is the goal. Like, chill out. I think that it's ultimately the best of intentions, but just like, too much frantic manic energy, which I can very easily relate to. That's very much me in my regular life. So I feel for Caroline a lot. Um, yeah, that's where I think she's, if I answered that. I, I love Caroline. I love Caroline because so much. we're talking like the differences between Sonia and Caroline. I'm just picturing Sonia around one of those battle tactic tables. Like we're going to move here and then we're going to push and then we're going to come in from the sides. But in the background, Caroline's like got all the swords and she's like, are you guys ready to go? Are you, I, I have, do you want me to bring the horses too? Cause I can do that. I can do that as like, like, and everyone's like, no, 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 we're, we're, we're planning. <laughs> Caroline's like, I get, I get that, but I'm going to go I'm going to go get the big weapons. I'm going to continue on this little ride that we have with your characters because you guys know them so well and it's fantastic. Um, it, it's safe to say that they handily handle themselves differently compared to one another. But I want to know why is being part of the Deltas so important to your character? Um, whether it's familial, whether it's personal, um, what about that is so important to them? 
Yeah, asking heavy questions now. I think that there's some sort of familial rooting for Sonia uh, within the Deltas. You know, obviously, as I said earlier, not quite as high standing as some of the other families. But it's a family tradition. Um, And growing up, Sonia always knew. She was like, oh, yeah, that person, I'm going to be in the Deltas with them. And that kind of thing shaped friendships as she was growing up and shaped uh, her her perception of what it means to go to university. It's not like she was dropped right into the middle of it. She always knew that this was coming for her. But then it's almost not even an issue, not even a question. It's just it's going to happen. On the other hand, um, uh, there's the actual mission. So I think that, you know, Sonia, again, because she grew up she always knew that she was going to be fighting uh, this fight. She's not obsessed with it in this way that some of the Deltas are. Uh, As as we've all been speaking, she's very level-headed, very uh, stoic, you know. So uh, it's like, no, we have a job. We need to get it done. We need to avoid the end of the world, you know. No big deal. We're going to do it. Uh, We need to know what, and we need to make our plans. We need to stick to those plans. And that's the only way we're going to figure this shit out. Uh, but then there's also another aspect, the third aspect, there's the family, there's avoiding the end of the world and uh, trying to avoid as much slaughter as possible. And then the third aspect is really the community and specifically for Sonia is Krista, um, who is someone uh, that Sonia cares very deeply about. Um, although it's also a very complicated relationship because Sonia has certain feelings for Krista, but I think Sonia being the kind of person she is, is very, as I said, she's very mission oriented, not in an obsessive way, but that's where her energy is. Krista is very, very, very goal oriented as well. Um, And then also I think Krista isn't, she's not really interested in more romantic pursuits. So for Sonia trying to uh, be able to acknowledge how she feels but then also not let it distract her especially when she's working in such close proximity to someone that she cares a lot about I think it's uh emotionally draining in a way that Sonia hasn't really had to experience a lot because she's the kind of person who will avoid that stuff if she can Uh, which I mean it's always so hard when you're thinking and talking about characters and you're like oh gosh how much of this am I just like bleeding my own life story into uh but yeah for me I think like those are the reasons that the deltas are important to Sonia um (laughs) um, honestly I don't think that it has to do with like necessarily familial ties I think Caroline never really expected to get the chance to be a Delta, but she was always ready. She was like, I'm going to do everything to be prepared and ready to go. If they ever call on me, I I got it. Um, And I think that because of that, she always comes in with this insane intensity without being like, everyone else like, we knew we were doing this, so we're ready. We know what this means. But I feel like to an extent, Caroline's very much like, yes, she's gone through her process of getting to be a Delta, but ultimately she's still starry-eyed in the back, like, I'm a Delta now. So I feel sometimes she kind of loses track of what the goal is, which is we're here to work, actually doing things that are very important. Um, It's not just about like being a Delta, you know? Um, And I think that her relationship with Eve is in a way similar, but not very to Sonia and Krista's relationship in the sense that 
while there may be like some underlying things, I feel like for the most part, like Caroline's very la la la. And it's just like, yeah, Eve takes care of the good stuff that I can't deal with. Eve's got it and doesn't really think too much about really much of anything other than, yes, I'm here. I'm doing the things. And that's her charm a little bit. It's just that she's like, getting to have fun and try to be as present as possible. But ultimately everybody has to be like, okay, Caroline, we're over here. We're doing this. And she's like, oh my God, wow, that's amazing. We're over here now. (laughs) Um, And so I think that like, she just really is just happy to be there all the time, which is why she kind of can't um, be in charge really (laughs) because she's just there. Um, But a lot of her being so excited to be a Delta comes from, you know, in sports, you kind of get very close with your teammates. Um, and ultimately, that's what Caroline wants. She loved being a part of the sports world. But like, being a Delta is about like, a sisterhood for her. It's about like, getting to do these things with everybody and like, have fun while doing it. And so she's excited. Also, she's like, these are my people. Like, I get to be with these guys. That's why you know, Houston not really being where Houston needs, where Caroline wants Houston to be is very heartbreaking for her. And she's very attached to where is Houston because she just joined this family and she wants everyone present so she can enjoy all the things with everybody. Just like Kat said, like, I feel like I'm pouring maybe part of my life into this. I'm extremely loyal. And so that's how I am with my people. I just want to be with all the people that I care about all the time. Caroline's character though, just the way that she like interacts, even if she's like snippy with anybody, it's mostly a very sibling kind of jab back and forth kind of banter because she ultimately doesn't want to hurt anybody. She just wants her opinions to be heard as well because she knows that everyone thinks she's kind of a joke, but she's like, sometimes I'm actually serious and I'm here. I think that she's trying to fight for her place but she also just like is so excited that she's there that sometimes that overweighs like the serious intense parts of potentially her personality she's just kind of all over the place a bundle of fun that everyone enjoys but is also mostly annoyed by you know (laughs) i relate (laughs) i love that i'm like how can i take some of Caroline and put her into Sonia so that Sonia is at least a little bit as charming as Care. I don't know maybe they should date or something oh my gosh writers make it happen we should probably petition the writers or something make that maybe a yeah. thing we should yeah, email, does anyone though. know their number like <laughs> You should probably um, check out their email. Um, <laughs> you guys gave some fantastic answers. So we're going to try and dive into some fun things. Like if you, Amani and Ka- Catherine, went to Talbot University, what would be your major? That thing that you posted the other day was STEM. Was STEM, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it, I love that. You know, sorcery, um, thaumaturgy enchantment and magic I sound like a kind of stem person I think I guess I was kind of like a silly answer because now now I'm just thinking all the magical wizardy worlds that I've had access to I don't know Imani do you have a good idea because I feel like I'm just (laughs) overwhelmed I want to study everything "Ah!" Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think if I went to Talbot honestly I feel like I would end up Something more to do with sorcery, but more with disciple linguistics, but for sorcery, I feel like I would really want to know about all of the things and then be able to be like, oh, you think it's this, but it's actually this spell. And here's what we're going to do with it and just know all the things uh, to be able to do things that 
I shouldn't be able to do. I feel like that would be fun. I don't that's, know. That's, that's so cool. That's so cool. Amani would so say cool. with a Talbot tarantula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Or you'd literally be like the person that goes, it's Liviosa. Not Liviosa. <laughs> <laughs> that's you. That's amazing. Um <laughs> focusing um all right so in the same vein um if you guys were to attend Talbot where would we find you on campus and then where might we find your characters where you would find me I would probably say maybe like in a random field making stuff I really like textile arts a lot so I feel like I would just be trying to do things or on the opposite of that you would see me running around campus trying to do every single thing Um, because I also love to overextend myself. I love planning and I love taking on 50 tasks at once and being like, wow, I have a 1 p.m., a 1.30, a 2 p.m., a 2.30 of things I need to get done because I'm a busybody. I like going and doing things. Um, So you would find me probably doing one of those two things, either running around with my planner, checking off all the things, or you would see me trying to make something. probably. And then Caroline, you would definitely find Caroline in a field, but in a field by herself, whipping her hockey stick around, doing extra practice, trying to do backflips because of course Caroline can do backflips. Um, and then just like, oh, I see people playing over there. They think they're playing, but they're doing it wrong. So Caroline is telling them, this is actually how you do it. You didn't know this, but I'm a professional. So I'm going to show you. Um, and uh, <laughs> I feel like it would just be a lot of running around and a lot of fun. I strangely think that Caroline is a neat freak despite the fact that she loves the glory of I did the thing in the blood-stained sweaters and all of it it's just like a very victorious like ah yes I did the thing but I think that on the flip side like everything that's not DOA related is like tucked away neatly like two separate lives very compartmentalized DOA is everything but when I'm not with DOA I just need to take a second you know (laughs) so I feel like she's very all over the place constantly I think she'd be a little bit like me just all over the frantic (laughs) in my happy place yeah just two ends of the spectrum yeah (laughs) no middle yeah (laughs) if I was at Talbot I would probably be either at the library or I'd be like at the swimming pool because I really miss swimming at the moment but yeah do some laps um or uh, what was the other one I was thinking library swimming pool or going for long walks and hikes I feel like you can do that on campus there are like areas that you can do that the campus is huge yeah they have a whole park they have a whole natural park in the middle of campus like how how amazing is that oh I would just love that so much and yeah I'd probably be doing just about all of that by myself just listening to something Sonia would have everything planned out she'd be going you know, from class to studying to class to training to battle planning um if there was one specific place, I feel she's really made the sort of DOA headquarters her space. And that's where she'd like, I don't think she really is someone who yearns for being outdoors, yearns to be by herself. It's like she yearns to like do what she needs to do, <laughs> which I feel like just makes her sound so boring. But it's like, no, I feel like she also gets fulfillment from that. I need to, I need to do what I have to do. 
also she'd prefer if she'd be with like Krista if possible but I think also the kind of person who doesn't ever want to be seen as too clingy or anything like that so it's never going to be a vital part of her day to yes I must spend at least this amount of time with Krista it'll be like if I get to then perfect but otherwise I have my shit she can come to me (laughs) I think there's something really juicy in there about being amongst the ranks and not entirely being in love with it, you know? Like you could be Krista's second in command or you could just be a regular DOA member. And I think that you would still handle things the same way. Now that we have a little bit of an emotional aspect in there, maybe not, but I think, I think there's something in there. You've given me something. <laughs> sure. uh, I'm just um, excited for all of us to be in like one spot because we're recording this uh, remotely. So, like, yeah. you guys were mentioning, like, sisterhood and, like, siblinghood and found family and stuff. And I was like, damn, like, once we are all in one room, this shit will get lit. Oh, um, in-person table <laughs> reads, please. So, the deltas break off into three different branches, right? The hoods are more tactical. They're the thinkers, battle plan, and strategy. Um, woods are tanks. They do. Um, they go out there and just like, go, you release the hounds, you're releasing the, t- the tanks. Healers are crones. The people who stay back and know things, um, they are the crones. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it makes sense that Caroline's like a tank because that's what she has been waiting for her whole life is this moment to do this. I think at one phase of my life, I maybe would also be in the same kind of space of just like extremely competitive, but also ready to go and working out like crazy and just trying to attack everything. Um, <laughs> um, but I think now I'd be more of a crone. I like to know as much information as possible before I jump into something now. Um, so that way I'm the best prepared that I possibly can be. And I think that that would actually do Caroline a lot more a lot of good but that's not where she's at in her life Hmm. interesting because I definitely see aspects of Sonia in both crone and in the hoods I mean there's a lot of tactical thinking um but then there's also those aspects of a lot of knowledge and as we said the level-headedness I don't think that Sonia would ever really be satisfied with being told to wait at home not take part as much as she is level-headed she does still go into the action and she wants to feel as though she's she's not like telling people to go out there and risk their lives she's like I'm doing it too I can't talk the talk and not walk the walk um I would say maybe more hood than crone in terms of me I would say I'm definitely more crone I'm happy to absorb all the knowledge and potentially do nothing with it. Just be like, ah, now I understand. You're absolutely right with Sonia. She is a hood. Um, Eve's a hood too, by the way. And Krista is surprisingly a tank. Uh, She's a wood. Uh, My last question is um, each character has their own unique weapon. Caroline has her permanently stained bloody hockey stick, which I have in real life, by the way. I cannot wait to show you. Um, we cannot and... tell you whose blood is on it, though. Just saying, just for disclosure. I don't ask questions. I don't need to ask. I've met this hockey stick, right? Yes. 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 
All right. Back when she was Nasia, she met the hockey stick. Sonia has her bow, her Hawkeye moments over here. Um, My Katniss Everdeen moment. My apologies. Assuming you guys are part of the Deltas, um, what would your custom weapon be and why? I mean, part of me is like, can you get better than a bow and arrow though? Because you can have the arrow that has like the exploding tip. You can have like dipped in poison, ash arrows or iron arrows. You know, who knows what creatures out there are. Maybe that's just super unimaginative of me, but I just feel like a bow and arrow is the dream weapon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, that's really hard. Uh- <laughs> Um, I think if I had a weapon, oh my gosh, what would I use? I'm going very Kill Bill. I'm going uh, ball chain with like sharp spikes. We're doing it. We're doing all the things. Um, Throwing back of the head. We're we're doing all of it. We're getting it. Um, That is probably the only thing that I could think of that I would actually really love to just try to do without hurting myself. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty metal. Honestly, that's pretty cool. That's hardcore. Expecting a morning star. I love that Sonia is fighting from far away. <laughs> then, like you're just like I want to be this close to you. <laughs> I mean, I guess that is a, a good way of putting it. Yes. <laughs> but I think it works so well for you guys oh and God. also your characters so perfectly. Oh. <laughs> like I want to hear the impact. Now all I can imagine is like Caroline running into battle with a morning star. Like, yeah, I found one. <laughs> Yeah, in the oh, de- in the depths terrible. of the sorority house, like look what I found. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Eve's grown. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And thank you guys for listening to our long conversations and learning more about the deltas. And if you did not watch episode one before listening to this, please go back. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to listen to all of these episodes in order, but I mean, it would help. Um, Don't forget to check out our next episodes or or follow our amazing actresses. Um, You guys want to spit out your socials real quick? Sure. Uh, You can find me at uh, It's Imani on Instagram. Uh, Imani is, so I can just spell it out. It's uh, at It's uh e m double a n i um follow me do the thing come on i just had to double check my instagram handle but (laughs) um you can follow me at katie hirsima but that's k that's t that's g e e r t s e m a follow me um they, they will be posted in the description along with our socials our insta our twitter also follow us we're hilarious (laughs) that's a lie um (laughs) our next episode will be episode five their true nature that would be our um mid-season finale um after that we're going to be taking a quick break for the holidays but we'll be back we always come back Um, (laughs) as usual we post um new episodes every full moon and new moon um new companion episodes every quarter moon and the other one <laughs> we post every week guys um, 
Thank you so much. And we can't wait to hear you howl. Do we have to do a group howl now? 